Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Show, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Leaders 
entrepreneurs and especially leaders in government around the world, and I uh, consult, advise, and help them bring solutions to industries around the world. Um, I started JSI because I wanted to bring solutions to complex global problems, and so through conferences, seminars, symposiums, live events, um, consulting, advisory, management consulting and advisory services and so much symposiums, all of that stuff, we are fulfilling our mission of empowering the world. And so if you want to know more about me, more about the services, more about products, you can find all of that information at my website. Also, while you're there, sign up for my empowerment newsletter, empowerment breakthroughs. It goes out um, periodically all around the world, and it's always filled with exciting news and insights and information that will help you live your greatest life. So while you're there, right on the homepage, you should find an area that allows you to sign up for my newsletter. I would also encourage you while you're there, all of my social media handles are listed with the exception of TikTok, which is official Janelle Sanders. Um, you can find that there as well. I am active on social media, and I do love interacting and connecting with you. So definitely reach out on social media so that we can continue to do life together in the days to come. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this today. I have a lot of information to share with you, a lot of news, and a lot of insights in terms of our topic. So I'm going to try my best to do this in the most expeditious manner that I can. First of all, um, for those of you that may not know, because I haven't done a show in a few weeks, I think the last episode was a little before Thanksgiving, but uh, I have released my 11th book, yes, my 11th book, um, and I'm so excited about it. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine a week ago, and I told him it was not intentional for the book to come out on the same week of Thanksgiving, but that's how it happened. And I said, I don't know what I was thinking about. And because of some delays in printing and other things, it pushed it back a week. And so it was just chaotic for me. But nevertheless, the book is out. This is book 11, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. Um, this is the most highly anticipated book I've ever released, ever. Um, people have been asking for this. People have been wanting me to write this book for as long as I can remember. Um, for those of you that don't know me, beyond this show, uh, faith is an important pillar and bedrock of my life. It really is. And uh, a lot of things have contributed to my success, but one of the greatest anchors and pillars of my success has been prayer. Prayer is so foundational and fundamental to my life, and it has helped shape me into the person that I am today. And so many people are attracted to my prayer life. They're like, how did you develop your prayer life to what it is today? How do I have a conversation with God? Is it possible to have a conversation with God? Uh, how do I strengthen my faith and go deeper in God or get this more intimate relationship? And so that's why I wrote this book, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. Uh, what if I told you that adversity was not to your disadvantage, but adversity was a catalyst for your prophetic advantage in life? This book delves into my life, my experiences, my journey, the adversity and the difficulties that I've had to overcome, 
and how I have allowed adversity to be a prophetic tool for my advantage and my advancement in life. I discussed the power of prayer, how prayer has ignited my life, produced a spiritual awakening, and empowered me to have a massive impact all around the world, and so much more is discussed in this book. In the book, I really delve into um, the necessity of prayer, uh, the making of an intercessor, what prophetic intercession entails, and the fortitude required for you to embrace your prophetic future. It is a phenomenal read, and it's only been out a week, and I'm already hearing stories about how people's lives are just being shifted and transformed through this book. So you can get a copy of Pressure from Amazon, Kindle Nook. Most major book distributors and and stores have access to Pressure. So I hope you'll get a copy and that once you've read it, that you'll share with us how this book has impacted your life. I guarantee you it's going to be life-changing for you. So thank you in advance for your support of Pressure Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. This is book number 11, and I am so grateful to have it out and to know that it's touching people's lives all around the world. I think what I'm going to do is jump into a very quick break, and we're going to get into this topic today, which I believe is very appropriate for this season. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jamel Sanders Show, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So, like I said, I have so much to discuss with you today, but we do want to get into the topic. I'm just super excited about pressure. I'm excited about the stories I'm hearing and the aha moments, the epiphanies that people are having as they read the book and how it's just really helping their lives. That's why I write. I want to uh, enrich and elevate people's thinking and expand them in for new possibilities for their lives. I'm just so excited to have this resource. I think it's very timely for it to come out at this point in the year uh, to help position you to finish your year strong and start the new year um, empowered. Before we jump into this topic today, I just want to stop and I want to say thank you for your constant and consistent support of this podcast. Um, This week, the numbers came out, the data and the analytics of the impact of the Jamel Sanders podcast in 2022. And when I tell you that I was absolutely floored at the results, it is unbelievable um, to see that you know you know your your the podcast is having influence here in the United States, but to see the global footprint of this podcast in uh, Africa, in South Africa, in Europe, in um, you know, the Middle East in places that you, you would just never imagine was being influenced by this message and this platform. I'm just so honored 
and so grateful that you continue to tune in and to listen and to be a part of the platform. Um, the show grew tremendously this year. There was a 225% increase in listeners in 2022, and we are just fulfilling that mission that I wanted from the beginning, and that was to empower people around the world to fulfill their purpose and maximize their greatest potential. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful that not just us here in the United States are being influenced by this message, but to know that it's going into Europe, it's going into Africa, it's going into the Middle East, it's going into Dubai, it's going into so many different parts of the world, and people are being inspired and empowered and stretched to embrace new uh, possibilities for their lives. I just wanted to pause and say thank you uh, for the opportunity to get to do life with you and to serve you on a consistent basis. I am so excited about 2023 and beyond as we continue to grow the platform and expand this message so that we can reach more people around the world. I just thought you might want to hear about that. It's absolutely amazing. So today I want to talk with you about letting go, embracing a life of freedom. I think that as we end this cycle of 2022, it was very up to speak with you about this topic of letting go and freedom uh, because there are some things that you need to let go of. There are some chapters that you need to close. There are some things that you need to declare a moratorium on in your life and say that enough is enough. And so I wanted to delve into this because I believe that this is vitally important to your freedom and to your progress and your growth in the days to come. What I know to be true is that you will always be restricted by what you refuse to release. Let me say that again. What I know to be true is that you will always be restricted by what you refuse to release. As we come to the end of 2022, I think it's important to understand that you must be willing to release everything that is restricting you from living your greatest life. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast this year, I talked about how a couple of months ago I did a clarity detox and how it was so life-altering and paradigm-shifting for me. Um, the, the, the central thing that came up during that 30-day period was alignment, and there were some things that I realized that were misaligned with my mission and what it was that I was endeavoring to do. And so I had to make a lot of changes to different areas in, in my life. I had to make some adjustments and shifts and pivots and to make sure that everything was in alignment and functioning properly the way that it was intended. And if you want to know more about alignment, I just did a major series on alignment. You can go back and listen to that. I believe that it will be helpful and beneficial to you. What you must understand is that you must give up the need to be right and instead embrace your right to be free. So let me say that again. You need to give up the need to be right and instead embrace the right to be free. You know, there are so many people I've had the privilege of consulting, advising, training, developing, working with leaders all around the world. And it always amazes me when a person will come to me and say, Jamel, I'm ready to go to the next level. I want to maximize my potential. I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to contribute to the world in a meaningful way. And when we begin to sit down and I begin to walk them through the intricacies of 
getting to that end goal, I realize that so many people are not prepared. They're not ready. Um, you begin to hear uh, all of these wounds, all of these deep-seated hurts and pains and things that begin to come up, and you realize that if people don't begin to deal with these things and address these things, they can be major barriers to their success. I always tell people um, it's not enough to put a bandage on um, the wound in your life, but you have to uh, stop the hemorrhaging and really heal those areas in your life so that you can be successful. I think one of the greatest blessings in my life has been the ability to understand that my success and my elevation uh, require soul emancipation. Let me say that again. My success and my elevation requires a soul emancipation. That's why I wrote the book Soul Journey uh, years ago, Empowering the Soul for Exceptional Success, because everything that you're seeing today, everything you're hearing, everything I'm writing about, everything I'm speaking about in keynotes and in, on platforms, magazine interviews, articles, all of that stuff, is because I've done the work. I've done that deep inner work in the soul um, so that my success could be solidified. You know, it's not enough for um, us to just mask things in our lives. We have to master them because anything that we don't master will always manipulate our success and prosperity. Let me say that again. Anything that we don't master in our lives will always have the ability to manipulate our success and prosperity. And so it's not enough for you to just say out of sight, out of mind. There are some things that you have to begin to deal with and you have to be honest and transparent about so that you can get from where you are to where it is that you want to be. What we have to understand also is that freedom has a cost just like bondage has a cost. And so you have to determine what you can live with and what you can live without. One of the reasons that I believe um, doing a soul detox is so important in your life is because you need to establish what you can live without. I watch people every day self-destruct and self-tabotage their destinies because of an infected and polluted soul. And their souls are polluted because they have become addicted to the very things that are destroying their lives. Let me say that again. They, they are living in this state of self-sabotage and self-destruction because they have become addicted to the very things that are destroying their life. And anybody that interferes with their addiction uh, becomes an adversary to their destiny. So there are individuals that I've had conversations with, and I say, this is not healthy, this pattern is very destructive, you need to address this in your life. They say, I'm fine, and time progresses, and their life just totally begins to implode because they never dealt with these areas in their lives. And so freedom has a cost just like bondage has a cost. But one of the most important questions you can ever ask yourself is what can I live without? Write that down. One of the most important questions you can ever ask yourself is what can I live without? I would recommend to you my book, Significance, Reclaiming Your Personal Power in a World that Discounts Your Difference. It's a book about identity, and I really delve deep into this and knowing who you are and standing in the truth and the power of that. Captivity is not what you were created for. I know that we live in a culture and a society that programs us that we were created to live in prison or in pain or in bondage or in trauma or in dysfunction. 
action and, you know, this is just a regular and a normal part of our lives. But the reality is that you were not created for captivity. You were not created to live in bondage. What I've discovered is that we choose captivity. Now, that's a heavy statement, but it's the truth. We choose captivity. You were not created to live in it. It is not your portion. It is not your lot in life. But sadly, because most people don't have the tools, they don't have the strategies, they don't have the insights, they don't know how to live their lives any other way. And so without deliverance we or without deliberate design, we live our lives by default. And unfortunately, the default version of our lives is often a defeated and a demoralizing version of our lives that we were never intended to live we choose captivity when we allow the desire to get even to become greater than the desire for emancipation. Let me say that again. We choose captivity when we allow the desire to get even to become greater than the desire for emancipation. You know what's driving a lot of people's lives? Envy and revenge. We live in a universe that for many people has been engineered by envy and competition. And so they don't know how to live any other way. Everything is a competition. Everybody is a rival. Everybody is an enemy. Everybody is out to get them. And so they never get them so far in their lives because everything is just out of whack, out of alignment, and they live very miserable existences. In other words, we choose captivity and we choose to hold on to past experiences, painful memories, and um, deep-seated wounds and images that imprison our lives to old seasons and cycles. In other words, when we allow past experiences, painful memories, and deep-seated wounds and images to imprison us, that's how we live in captivity. And so a lot of people will tell you, I'm not free, I'm, I'm not bound by anything, I was born free, I'm living my life. But the reality is that that's what we say on the surface, but beyond the surface, the things that keep people up at night, the things that drive people, the things that motivate people, uh, envy, competition, comparison, and identity crisis, not knowing who they are, uh, constantly living in this state of misery and unhappiness and an unfulfilled life. It all boils down to this element of captivity. Uh, captivity is, is powerful because uh, it is not the only option that is available to us in our lives, but unfortunately it is the option that too many people choose. And a lot of people choose captivity or bondage or life that is in the antithesis of freedom because, as I said before, they don't know anything else. We want freedom, but very few people are willing to fight for freedom in their lives. I really want you to get that. One of the most powerful discoveries I had years ago is that freedom is available to every person on this planet, but freedom is something that you have to be willing to fight for. And in life, we don't get what we fantasize about. We get what we have the courage to fight for. I want you to write that down. We don't get in life what we fantasize and we dream and we imagine. We get in life what we have the courage to fight for. And I don't know about you, but in my uh in my experiences over the last 30-something years, what I have discovered is that there are very few people 
that are willing to fight for freedom. We'll fight to be right. We'll fight to be popular. We'll fight to be accepted. We will fight to be validated. Some of us will even fight to be loved, but very few people will fight to be free. Why? Because what we don't understand is that it's easier to be the victim than to be the victor. When we play the role of a victim, when we play the role of a defeated person, it creates a certain narrative. It gives us the ability to get the sympathy and the attention and uh you know, all of those different things that different people are looking for in their lives. So for many, it's easier to play the role of a victim. It it, it gets you a pass in life with many people. It gives you the ability to walk over the things that are warring against your wholeness. Let me say that again. When we play the role of a victim, it gives us the ability to walk over the very things that are standing in the way of our wholeness, and we never address them and deal with them so they continue to own our lives and own our existence. What I know is that it's easy to look for pity, but pity um, won't set you free from your prison. Let me say that again. Pity will never set you free from your prison. And you have to determine why are you telling your story. Are you telling your story for sympathy? Are you telling your story for people to feel sorry for you? Or are you telling your story for significance? Are you telling your story to bring you into a new narrative and new possibilities of your life? Sympathy will not end your slavery. I want you to get that. Sympathy will not end your slavery. There are a lot of people in the world that are looking for sympathy. And after you have cried and woe is me and told your sad story, nothing is changing about your life. You're just thinking deeper and deeper into this um, bottomless pit of despair and hopelessness, and it's not producing transformation. And so that's why I tell people, get yourself together, shake yourself, wipe the tears from your eyes, put a smile on your face, and make a decision that you are going to come back from every crisis and difficulty in your life. You don't have to be defined by your trauma. You don't have to be defined by your yesterday. You don't have to be defined by your failure. You have the ability, as long as you have breath in your body, you have the ability to begin again and to build a better life for yourself. And so that's why the message of empowerment is so important to me. I know some people like a message of of self-help and inspiration, motivation, but for me, this is a method of empowerment because empowerment is the only message that is going to require you to take responsibility for your life. Let me say that again. The method of empowerment is the only method that is going to require you to take responsibility for your life. That's why I never allow people to group me into a self-help or self-improvement or motivation because all of those things, they give you little goose bumps good and you're emotional for a few moments, but it never forces you to do the work that is going to produce the actual transformation in your life. Appeasing your pain will not end your agony. Write that down. Appeasing your pain will not end your agony. And so what happens is we medicate, but we never address. Write that down. We medicate, but we never address. And so what happens is you get a a little bit of relief, but you never... uh, begin to rule over those things in your life. And so what happens is you get a little bit of suppression, but you don't get the real freedom and liberation that you're looking for. And so we live in a world 
that is medicating the soul but never mastering the soul. Write that down. We live in a world that is constantly medicating the soul but never mastering the soul. And so when someone like me comes on the scene, it's been very controversial for many years because uh, people begin to go into that story and they're looking for me to feel sorry for you or to pat you on the back and to say, oh, you get a pass. And that's not my approach. You know, I'm sorry that happened to you, but how can we reframe the narrative of what happened to you and turn this into a story of triumph and success? What tools do you have in your toolkit that is going to help you tactically, uh, tactically, excuse me, use this as a resource for your transformation and your growth? That's what I call maturity. That's what I call empowerment, the ability to not just rise above the circumstances in your life, but to reverse the cycles in your life. Maturity, let me say that again, is not just the ability to rise above the circumstances in your life, but to reverse the cycles in your life and to birth something new and something that people would never even imagine possible based on the context of your circumstances. At some point, you must realize that the comfort of bondage cannot compare to the choice to embrace a life of breakthrough. I know that some people are very comfortable in captivity and bondage, but it cannot compare to a life of breakthrough. Your life can be better. Your life can be better and stronger. Your life can be more expansive. Your life can evolve. Your life can flourish. Your life can thrive. Uh, that's what I love about this all the time. I get emails, I get messages, I get DMs, I get uh, all types of notifications from people in parts of the world where they are facing some of the most horrid conditions imaginable. And they say, oh, I'm listening to your podcast. I've read your book. This is what's happening in my life. I'm creating this. I'm building this. I'm doing it. And if they can rise out of the circumstances that they were born into or they have been subjected to, and they can thrive and triumph. What really is your excuse for why you can't make a change in your life and do something different? So you have to stop being comfortable in places of bondage, and you have to choose breakthroughs. You have to choose freedom. You have to choose liberty, and you have to choose that on a consistent basis. If you want to experience a life of liberty, then you must learn the art of letting go. That's what we're talking about today, letting go, embracing a life of freedom. If you want a life of liberation, you must learn the art of letting go. And why is letting go so important? Without letting go, you will never know what it feels like to live a fulfilled life. Let me say that again. Without letting go, you will never know what it feels like to live a fulfilled life. I talk to so many people on a consistent basis that put on a good smile and put on a good front, but on the inside, they are dying. On the inside, they are unhappy, they are miserable, they are unfulfilled, they are not living an authentic life. And all of this really boils down to a lot of times we just won't let go. And, you know, a lot of times we look at let go as, you know, a certain person needs to leave my life or I need to get out of a certain situation. But it's not always that. Sometimes it's the self-limiting beliefs and perceptions that you need to let go of that are standing.
people look at me today and they say, oh, he's written 11 books and he has this podcast that's reaching around the world and he's influencing these different people. But what you don't understand is that what you see today is a refined version of somebody that has done a lot of work and a person that had to deal with self-limiting beliefs and perceptions, ideologies, insecurities, um, you know, internal dialogues, internal struggles, battles, deep-seated pain, emotional wounds, uh, cycles, patterns, pathologies, so different things that have to be worked through to get to this point. And so one of the things I always tell people is that it's not just automatic. This doesn't just happen overnight. You have to do the work. And so many times we are making excuses uh, for why we're not growing and advancing in our lives when ultimately we are responsible. As I've said many times before, you are the catalyst for all change, progress, and growth in your life. And so if it's going to be, it's up to me. One thing you have to stop doing, and you have to stop looking outside of yourself for confirmation, validation, and acceptance. You have to realize that are the force that is going to propel the change in your life. Stop waiting. Coaches are great. We need coaches. Mentors are great. Mentors. Advisors are great. We need advisors. But at the end of the day, all they can give you is their experiences and insight and information. Nobody can do the work for you. And so I'm amazed because people will uh, pay all this money for a program or a coach get all this information, then they get mad and say nothing is changing. You didn't do anything with what you convert that information um, into real-life application for you so that you can get the results that you want to see. Other side, otherwise, we're just gathering more and more information. And as you heard me say before, I said it in my book, Chosen, uh, we don't have a knowledge problem in the world. We have... Uh, wisdom drought in the world. We have people that don't have wisdom. They have a lot of knowledge, but knowledge is simply acquiring information. Wisdom is the ability to apply that which you know and you have learned. And so what we have is people that don't have any wisdom. And so they just get more and more knowledge, more and more degrees, more and more letters, but they don't have any wisdom. And when you have people leaving that don't have wisdom, it just creates a world that is just chaotic and in a whirlwind because we got all of this data and science and nobody has real solutions. And so what I want you to do, I want you to understand that you have a part to play in the transformation of your life. It doesn't just happen. It's not magical. It's not osmosis. There is a part that you have to play in this journey as well. Uh, what we have to understand more importantly than anything is that without letting go, you will always live ruled by cycles and never experience radical change in your life. Bondage wants to own you. If there's anything I want you to walk away from this episode today, I want you to understand that bondage wants to own you. Your past wants to own you. Your failure wants to own you. Your disappointment wants to own you. Your mistakes want to own you. Your shame, your guilt, your condemnation, your fears, your inhibitions, your self-limiting beliefs, ideologies, and philosophies want to own you. Your psychological constructs want to own you. 
Everything wants to own you. And if you don't realize this and take your personal power back, you will spend a lifetime being owned by your your bondage and captivity. I talk to people every day, uh, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, they are still in a cycle and still under the ownership of captivity and bondage. They are still in bondage to belief systems. They are still in bondage to psychological constructs. They are still in bondage to emotional wounds. They are in bondage to unforgiveness, bitterness, life. You name it, they're in bondage to it, and they have paralyzed their lives. They can't progress. They can't move forward. And many of these people have developed a victimization mentality. It's this person's fault why they're not further. It's this person's fault that they don't have this and they don't have that. And they refuse to take responsibility for their lives. And you have to realize that bondage and your past wants to own you. And if you are owned by your bondage, you will always live with an oppressed belief system. Let me say that again. If you are owned by your bondage, you are always going to live with an oppressed belief system. Why is this so important? Because as you have heard me say before, your belief system is the bedrock and the foundation for the success or the failure of your life. So many people have said to me, Janelle, Your thinking is on a totally different level. You don't think like anybody I know. You don't communicate like anybody I know. Your worldview, your construct of the world is totally different. It's because I've developed my mindset. And if you've read my books, I talk about a bulletproof mindset. I've developed a bulletproof mindset. And I've spent a lot of time working on my mind. See, a lot of people spend a lot of time working on their outfit working on their appearance, working on their conversation, but very few people spend time working on their mind. I give time to my mind every single day. I give time to my mind every single day. It's not a day that goes by that I'm not doing mental work. You've got to do it. It's more than think positive thoughts and happy vibes and positive vibes. There are a lot of people saying that, and they're not happy, and they don't have a positive life. So it's more to it than positive vibes, happy thoughts, think good thoughts, speak good words. You've got to do the mental work. And I had to go in. I had to deal with toxic thoughts, toxic emotions, self-eliminating beliefs, perceptions, ideologies that I held about myself that were false, paradigms that I projected on other people because of broken places in me. I had to do that work. And so many people don't want to do that work. They're lazy. And you will never be a liberated person if you're lazy. You have to stop being lazy and do the work. You know what's in your mind. I I can't open your mind up and tell you everything that's there, but you know what's living there. And you need to stop allowing things to take up residence in your mind that are restricting you. Let me say that again. Stop letting things take up residence in your mind that are restricting you. You do not have to allow something to live in your mind. When I learned that truth many years ago now, it transformed my life. You don't have to accept every thought that comes into your mind. Yes, the thought may come, but the thought doesn't have to take residence. There's a difference between a thought being projected and coming onto the film of your mind and living in your mind. You have the ability to stop that thought in its tracks. You have the ability to evaluate it and examine it and audit it and determine if this a legal 
thought that I should allow to live in my mind or not. But see, we don't focus on this. We're too focused on taking selfies and telling everybody how we're living a great life when inside we're dying and we won't do the work that is necessary to get to a place of wholeness. See, this type of message is not going to resonate with everybody because I'm not making excuses for you. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable in your captivity. I'm not going to appease you and keep you living an artificial life. This kind of message is going to force you to take responsibility for your life so that you can get to the next level. What I want us to understand is that bondage has one fear, and that fear is that you will be exposed to new philosophies and new ideologies. Write that down. Bondage only has one fear, and that fear is that you will be exposed to new philosophies and new ideologies. I'm not going to today. I was hoping that I would, but here we come to the end of this podcast. And let me tell you, when I discovered this, that bondage only had one fear, and that was the fear that I would be exposed to new philosophies and ideologies, that's when I became powerful. That's when I became unstoppable because guess what? If bondage is afraid of me being exposed to new ideas and new philosophies and new concepts, then that means that my exposure to new ideas and new concepts are going to break me out of this bondage and bring me into a life of freedom. And so when I realize that this is not all there is and that I have the ability to uh, come up over everything that was trying to limit and restrict me and keep me down, that was a life-changing moment and a game-changer in my life, and it can be a game-changer for you as well. Bondage does not want you to get new information and new insight. Notice that I didn't say just gaining some new knowledge because we're always being exposed to and getting new knowledge. But what I did say is being exposed to new ideologies and concepts and philosophies because it's not just getting knowledge. It is our intimacy uh, with ideas and concepts and wisdom that is going to transform our lives. And that's what your captivity is afraid of. It doesn't want you to because it knows that if you get exposed to the truth that there's a different reality and possibility you can embrace, then you can become dangerous and powerful beyond measure. And so what I want to challenge you with today is I want to challenge you to let go. I want to challenge you to address those ideologies and philosophies that are standing in the way of your success and prosperity. So many people have come to me over the years, Jamel, I don't understand. I wrote the goals, I set the vision, and it just seems like year after year I'm not progressing. And a lot of this has to deal with uh, this captivity in our lives. It has to deal with our thought pattern and process. It has to deal with negative and toxic emotions. Uh, philosophies, ideologies, things that are standing in the way of your growth, your development, your advancement, and your evolution. And so we have to take the time to address these areas in our lives. Bondage understands that if you are exposed to something different, then it will ultimately be evicted. Write that down. Bondage understands that if you are exposed to something different, then it will ultimately be evicted. And so I had to get really clear about this when I started out with this podcast, with my company, with my books. I realized that 
um, you're speaking to a very particular audience and demographic. And that means that some people are not going to be attracted to or even have a case for the message in what you're talking about because they don't really desire freedom. They desire uh, coping mechanisms and strategies. And one of the things that I promised to myself when I started is that I was not going to be a coping mechanism for anybody. Um, I was going to be a change agent and a solutionist. And when I showed up on the scene, I would give people real practical strategies and tools to help them change their life. You need more than a good cry. You need a good, more than a good therapeutic emotional session. When you finish crying and being emotional and being therapeutic, you need real tools and strategies that can help you change your life. And when you are exposed to new paradigms and new ideas, it stretches you in ways that you never imagined possible for yourself. And so in the remaining moments of this show, I just want to share with you today that you need to learn the art of letting go. There are some things that have held you in bondage and captivity long enough, and it's time for you to take your personal power back and to show up in the world as the powerful person that I know you were created to be. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to spend this time with you. I hope that you've gotten some value out of this, and I'll see you again real soon for another edition of the Jamel Sanders Show. Until then, be blessed.